0: Good morning, everyone. Today's message is entitled, Be Wise This Christmas. Be wise this Christmas. Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas, everyone. And that's a famous line of Christmas. Who says ho ho ho"? Yes, Santa Claus. Where does Santa Claus live? Yes, the North Pole. And who is the head of the reindeer? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. You see, that was um, my understanding of Christmas when I was growing up. Yes, I believed that Santa would come down the chimney, you know, and I would be waiting there for him. I would put milk and cookies on the table. I would put my, you know, my... um, It's yung medias, on the chimney, waiting for my gift. That was my understanding of Christmas. But that was not wise. You see, when I grew up and I came to know the truth, I came to understand that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. Christmas is about Jesus. Christmas is about making room for Jesus. And not just by adding Jesus into our life, but actually by subtracting the other things and putting Jesus at the center of my life. Today, I would like to share to you the Christmas story through the journey or through the eyes of the wise man. Okay, or the wise man. So today, I would like to talk about Christmas and let us journey together with the wise men. My hope is that we may all be wise this Christmas by seeking Jesus, obeying Scripture and worshipping Him. That for me is what Christmas should be all about. It should be about seeking Jesus with all our hearts. It should be about obeying Scripture, obeying God's Word. It should be about worshipping Him with all our hearts. And that is what I mean by being wise this Christmas. In Matthew 2, which is our text today, in Matthew 2, verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. You see, Matthew loves the wise men why do I say he loves the wise men? You see, in this, in this chapter 2, he gives the wise men more airtime than Jesus. Matthew doesn't mention the shepherds or the manger, but Matthew makes sure that we don't miss the wise men. The wise men, the seekers who traveled a long way, the wise men who obeyed Scripture, and... Followed the star to worship the King of Kings. Do you know why Matthew loves the wise man? Do you know why? It's because the wise man's story is our story. No? The wise man's story is our story. We were all once seekers of Jesus Christ. And some of us might still be seeking Jesus today. You see, we are all travelers in this world who are in need of direction and that direction comes from God. Now in Matthew 2 verse 2, it says, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. You see, God, he, God used the natural world to catch attention of the wise men. Now, what, what do I mean? Natural world. The natural world are all things that exist in nature that is not made by man. God uses the earth and stars to catch our attention and reveal to us that there's a God. And also Paul wrote in Romans 1 verse 19 to 20, he says, They know the truth about God, because He has made it obvious to to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can see clearly His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. And this is true. Okay, when you look at nature, it shouts out to us, God is awesome and He is real. When I was around 15, I went on a mission trip. Okay, we slept in the mountains, there was no electricity. And literally, when you look at the stars, when you look at the sky, you would be in awe. And you would really see that God is real. You know, God made the stars, God made the moon, and it's real. And here, the wise men, they met King Herod and asked, where is the newborn who will be the king of the Jews? Where is the newborn who will be the king of the Jews? And this was Herod's response. In verse 3, this was Herod's response. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. He was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him was also troubled. Why? Okay, I'll give you some history about Herod the king. What has King Herod got to do with Christmas? Now, who is Herod? Who is Herod? You know, um, last year, I was blessed to be able to go to Israel with our elders and some pastors, okay? And it was such a great trip, okay? In that trip, we learned a lot about Herod because Herod was a great builder. He was a great builder. You see, he, he built Masada, a fortress on the hill, Okay, it was their like, safe house. And we went there. We saw it. It's still there. And it was so amazing. He was a great builder. Next, he also built his palace. Of course, this is a miniature version. Okay? And we also went there to see some of the ruins. It was so amazing. He was so good in building things. And also, he built Caesarea. Okay? We also went there. We walked and took pictures and looked at how Herod, Wow, he was so good. He was such a great builder. Okay? But when you look at history, he was not only a great builder, he was a great politician. He was a great politician. Uh, In history, it's written, okay, there were two great leaders uh, in his time who were fighting Mark Antony and Caesar Augustus. Herod decided that he would side with Mark Antony. But at the end, Mark Antony lost. He lost. So he knew he was in trouble. Okay, He was in trouble with the Caesar. Okay, So what did he do? He went to Caesar and he told Caesar in his face, he said, you knew I was loyal to Mark Antony. And if you give me a chance, I will be even more loyal to you and with his words, he was able to convince Caesar Augustus. That was how good Herod the king was and he became king. But you see, there was a problem with Herod. It was his character. He had a violent temper. He killed his wife. He killed his three sons. Okay. You know, there's a story that says, he kept on changing his last will. You know, in his will, he would put, oh, my first son would be the next king. And when he doesn't you know, like his, uh, his son anymore, he'll kill him. Then he'll change his will. He'll write, on, the, my, la- on my last will, I'm going to put my second son as the next king. Then if his se- second son does something wrong, he'll kill him. Then the third son. And of course, after that, none of his sons wanted to be the next king anymore. So you see, when Herod calls you, you will be troubled because you don't know if he will chop your head off. And that's King Herod, according to history. King Herod was a bad man who did what he wanted to whom he wanted at any time he wanted. He was the king. You see, Herod and the wise man, okay, shared the same chapter, but they didn't share the same heart. They shared the same chapter here in Matthew 2, but they don't have the same heart. So when he heard that there was a child to be born, who is going to be the next king of the Jews, he was troubled because for Herod, who is the king of the Jews, it's him, Herod. So there cannot be another king. So under the pretense of care and concern, because you know, you see, according to history, Herod is a good politician. He can play the game. So he knows what the people would like to hear. So he says in verse 4 to the wise men, he said, you know, he, he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and he inquired of them. Know, where the Christ was to be born. Now he said, oh, where will the Christ be born? Okay, now, who are the scribes and the priests? Okay, the scribes and the priests, they were people who knew about the prophecy. They, they know that there will be a, a son that will be born. You know, he will be, you know, the king of the Jews. They studied scripture. They were familiar with scripture because they memorized word per word scripture. So these priests and scribes, they know about the prophecy. So when Herod asked about the Christ that was to be born, immediately the scribes knew the answer. They said in Bethlehem of Judea because that's what the prophet Micah had foretold some 700 years and to be more exact, this was prophesied uh, by Micah in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, no? 700 years earlier. So the chief priest answered in Matthew 2, verse 5 to 6, it says, They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, In the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. And after hearing this, Herod replied in verse 8. He said, And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him." So remember Herod in history, you know, he's smart, right? He's smart. So a couple of things we realize about Herod here. Number one, he calls Jesus the child, not the king. Why? Because for him, there's only one king, and that's him, Herod. Second, he doesn't go on the trip to Bethlehem. It was actually only a three-hour trip, three hours long, But Herod did not go. How about us? If you knew Jesus Christ was coming to town, would you not make the trip? If you knew Jesus was coming, this December 25, will you not make the trip? You see, the message of the birth of Jesus can cause us to react in certain ways. I believe there are usually two or three reactions about Christmas. Number one, it will make you worship Him and be grateful with all your heart. Number two, it can make you angry. Or number three, it can make you indifferent. It's just another holiday, giving gifts, preparing food. So there are a couple of comparisons I like to make about the wise men and Herod. First, the wise men, they traveled far to see Jesus, while Herod refused to leave the city. The wise men presented gifts to Jesus to honor him while Herod would launch an infanticide to kill Jesus. Infanticide means killing of newborns. Third, the wise man saw Jesus, but Herod saw no one but himself. His example shows us that pride can blind us to the truth. So my friends, Has pride blinded you in seeing Jesus this Christmas? Has pride blinded you in seeing Jesus this Christmas? You see, many of us, we have missed Jesus during Christmas because we are too busy with the Christmas traditions. We have been too involved with gatherings and buying gifts that we missed out on Jesus. And on a side note, I hope that this Christmas, we could really practice social distancing, stop going out on parties yet. We are not safe from COVID. We have to wear our face mask, face shield. And let's really be disciplined to practice uh, staying home. Because we don't want the Christmas season to be full of COVID patients. That's just on a side note. You see, once there was a couple who just had their first uh, baby born. You know, uh, first time parents, you're always so excited, right? For that first baby that comes out. You're going to buy books. You're going to read books. okay? You're going to want to be prepared. So this couple bought the books prepared. And when the baby came home, they said, ah, we're ready. We're ready. So when night time came, the baby started to cry. So what did the parents do? They got the book. They picked up the book and started reading the book how to make a baby stop crying. So they kept on reading, reading, reading. And after 20 minutes, the baby would not stop crying. So the grandma woke up and the grandma could not take the crying anymore. So she said to the parents, Can you please drop the book and pick up the baby? Okay, can you please drop the book and pick up the baby? Good advice, I would say. Drop the book and pick up the baby. Spend time with your children this Christmas. We have the thinking that good parents give their children lots of gifts and that's wrong. May I twist it a little for us this Christmas. Drop the gifts and pick up Jesus and put him in your heart. Drop the gifts, drop the parties, drop all the preparations. But look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Seek Jesus with all their heart. Worship him. You see, how did God try to get uh, Herod's attention? You know, first, he sent a message from the wise men. Second, he sent the sign from the stars. Third, he sent words from scripture. And yet, Herod missed the point. He refused to listen. Has God been trying to get your attention this Christmas? How have you? responded? Has God been trying to get your attention during this COVID season? How have you and I responded? My friends, be wise this Christmas. Seek Jesus. Obey His Word. And worship the King of Kings. Now from this verse, we know that Herod did not make the trip to Bethlehem. But how come he didn't send the priests or the scribes? And how come the priests themselves did not volunteer to go? How come they didn't volunteer to go? They have been studying all their life about the coming of Christ. And yet, when it was there, they didn't come. Why? Number one, I would say they were too busy. They were too busy. What do I mean? They were too busy studying, but they had no commitment. They studied with head knowledge, but it did not translate in their lifestyle. They know, but did not live out their faith. In the same manner today, many of us Christians, we know. We know we have to worship Him. We know we have to seek Jesus this Christmas but no commitment. No? We have fallen into the trap of being too busy with the Christmas traditions. Second, they were too arrogant. You see, they knew so much no, that one day when strangers okay, uh, came to town claiming to have seen the star in the east that led them to search of a baby, you know, born King of the Jews, They did not take them seriously. Plus, you know, the wise men, they look different, talk different, dress different. In short, actually, the wise men, actually, these scribes and priests, they were culturally arrogant. It's always easy to discount people who are not like us. It's so easy to judge people just because they're different. You know, they don't know about what they don't know about Jesus. Charles Spurgeon remarks upon the Jewish leaders this way. He said, and I quote him, "Those who should have been leaders were no leaders. They would not even be followers of that which is good." For they had no heart towards Christ. They had no heart towards Christ. The heart is always the issue. If the heart is not right, no amount of religion can save it. If the heart is not right, no amount of Bible knowledge can make up the difference. So the question I want to ask this Christmas, how's your heart? How's your heart, my brothers and sisters? How is your heart? And our last verse in Matthew 2, verse 11, it says, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered Him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. Behold, the first Christian seekers of Christ, worshippers, found Him and knelt down. They found Christ because they followed the sign and obeyed the Scripture. They found Christ because they followed the sign and obeyed scripture. That is the feeling when you find Jesus. It is a joy that cannot be explained. You see, Christmas is about making room for Jesus in our hearts. So how is your heart this Christmas? Do you have room for Jesus this Christmas? Do you have room for Jesus in your heart this Christmas? Which leads us to a question that I want us to reflect on this Christmas. Which of the characters speak to you this Christmas? In this story, in this journey of the wise men, which of these characters reflect your current heart status? Are you like King Herod that this Christmas you're full of pride, you're full of anger. Are you hostile to Jesus? You're angry, no? You're angry. Are you like King Herod this Christmas? Second, are you like the priest? You know Jesus in your head, but you don't know him in your heart. Are you like the priest? Are you too busy? Are you too arrogant? Third, are you like the wise man? that you want to seek Jesus. You want to worship Jesus with all your hearts. I want you to take time this Christmas to reflect how is your heart this Christmas. Max Lucado uh, said that Christmas is about God breaking into our world. God is the pursuer, the teacher, He won't leave us in the dark. He sends us signals, messages, hope, life, and love. He tries to crack the shell of our world. And once in a while, one of us looks up and sees Jesus. My friends, be wise this Christmas. How to be wise? Seek Jesus. Obey scripture. Worship the King. I'd like to end with a story. Once upon a time, okay, there was a lady named Rose Kennedy. Yes? she is the mom of John F. Kennedy. She, she was attending a Bible study, and the Bible study leader that night challenged everyone to make their hearts ready to meet the Lord because life is short and uncertain. You see, Rose Kennedy was a religious woman, but when she gave birth to a beautiful daughter, she noticed that something was wrong with her daughter. And they found out that the baby that she had born had mental retardation and had to be institutionalized for her entire life. So from that day onward, Rose Kennedy's love for God had turned into anger and that anger had turned into bitterness. So one night, the maid of Rose Kennedy spoke to her. The maid said, Mrs. Kennedy, I've been watching you for the last few weeks and I've seen how angry you are and how bitter you are. If you don't do something about it, I think it's gonna ruin your life. So may I suggest a prayer for you. Can you pray this prayer this coming Christmas? Mom? can you pray, Oh Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. This was the prayer. Oh Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. Rose Kennedy didn't take it well. She fired the maid on the spot. But that night, Rose Kennedy could not sleep. She kept on remembering what her maid had told her. So finally, that evening she knelt by her bed in an act of deep surrender. She prayed to the Lord. She said, "O oh Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. Repeat after me. "O oh Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. In that moment, God heard her pain and answered her prayer. You see, she was a religious woman. She believed in Jesus, but she knew that this time in her prayer, it was all different. So on this night, she opened her heart to Jesus Christ in a new way, and her heart did indeed become a manger where Christ could be born in her love had replaced her anger. She had her heart. And at the end, she did rehire the maid. Love had replaced her anger that she had in her heart. So to my UECP family, as we celebrate, as we approach Christmas, how is your heart today? Is your heart filled with anger, worry, doubt, so, this is the invitation from the Lord to you. Open your heart. Let go of the worry, the fear, and the doubts. Say this prayer. Repeat after me. Oh Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. So, to my UECP family, I wish you a Merry Christmas. No. I know it's been hard for a lot of us but let us be wise this Christmas. Let's seek Him with all our hearts. Let's obey Scripture. Read His Word daily and let's worship the King of Kings. Be wise this Christmas. Drop the book. Pick up the baby. Drop the book look to Jesus. Drop what you are doing and sit at the feet of Jesus this Christmas. Focus on the King of Kings. Let's make our hearts a manger this Christmas where the Christ child can be born. Merry Christmas everyone and God bless you all.